Hello and welcome to CX Today. My name is Charlie and today I'm delighted to be joined by Matthew Jones, a product manager at Evaluagent. Matt, thanks very much for joining us. How are you doing today? Thanks for having me, Charlie. Yeah, doing really well. Thank you. Yeah, well, it's great. Uh, it's great that you've uh, joined us. And in this chat, uh, we're going to be discussing some new uh, research uh, conducted by the contact center analyst Contact Babel. And we're going to be getting uh, Matt's perspective on some of the findings and highlighting where everybody watching uh, can go to learn more. Um, and I thought I'd uh, start with this stat from the report, uh, which shows that fewer than 50% of respondents uh, disagree that AI will be uh, used to replace contact center employees. Now, pop that uh, up on the screen so everybody can look at the graphic uh, where that stats come from to prove that I'm not making that up. Uh, but uh, Matt, yeah, I thought it'd be interesting to get your take uh, on this and kind of what what were your uh, initial thoughts when you saw uh, when you saw this finding? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. Um, <clears throat> I, I don't think it was particularly surprising um, when we hear this day in day out from prospects and clients here at Evaluagent. Um, I don't think there is going to be a world where AI will replace call center um, agents. I think, yes, and perhaps we can chat about all the, the automation and the productivity gains that might that might come in, in the near future and, and possibly more in the looking ahead. But I think fundamentally, there's always going to be a need for people to speak to people when they are trying to get their really stressful emotive concerns dealt with um they won't want to do it with a business that just deploys um ai and, and automation they will want to speak with some people and i think we're already seeing evidence of this in the consumer space with like nationwide and um and others doing those adverts around not closing branches and always being able to speak to someone face to face um I think it's it's going to be an area whereby it's it's not going to change. And interestingly, I think from from the research, which was surprising, if you imagine kind of technology advancements going up the chart and getting better and better over time, you'd expect that trend to also correlate with people thinking that it is going to replace agents. And what you're seeing is technology is getting better, but actually the number of people that are thinking that agents will be replaced is going down, and that potentially is where the, the interesting questions lie, to be honest. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that, that is interesting. It's, it's, it's great to think about um, as well, the fact that, you know, what skills is that going to, are going to become more imperative for the contact center agent, maybe critical thinking and that, because, you know, AI will have, still have some barriers in terms of, you know, it's only as good as the data that's fed. And if you have no data query, that's rarely, if ever, been kind of asked before. What can it do really? So I think there's also, yeah, as you mentioned, that need, the desperate need for the human touch um, still in the uh, in the contact center experience. And you kind of did kind of hint at some use cases. And I do want to kind of make the next question on kind of the possible uh, use cases for AI within the contact center and specifically the agent experience. And there was also this interesting finding from the report, which kind of uh, showed widespread agreement that AI will be uh, used more to assist contact center agents in the future. So what kind of are the most kind of effective use cases that you're seeing uh, of that in uh, customer service operations today? Yeah, and I, and I think it's it's interesting when you look at that graphic in comparison to the one. I think there's definitely that change in people's mindset whereby they are seeing 
AI as a as a co-pilot, as a as an assist tool that will help every persona in the contact center, to be honest, is my belief. I think it will start and we're already seeing it start with assisting agents and kind of that um generative ai responses so um based on the the question i think we've seen other vendors like zendesk do this based on the the query coming into the contact center when the agent looks at that ticket there's already a proposed response that's been generated through the ai that the agent is simply approving rather than having to answer the the query solely by themselves through to kind of on when they're when they're on the phone having a kind of real-time assistant coach there to help guide them through the conversations um the the first use case there I, I i like the second use case i don't particularly think is is that useful um there's probably a whole conversation in why that's the case but it will be wider spread than that i think there's so many use cases even if you look at kind of in the, the qa and performance improvement space that we operate in this notion of being able to take quality assurance up to 100% coverage, not just on compliance related queries whereby there's a binary outcome, but also when you're looking at those softer skills, um, being able to auto score your existing QA framework rather than re-engineer that framework for um, kind of historic speech and text analytics vendors, being able to use large language models to, to automate that scoring, being able to tag those interactions with topics, and still checking for compliance is is a really strong use case. Um, but also, I think there's there's the use case around helping those team leaders. Um, so we don't just focus on helping agents and providing feedback to agents, but also I think team leaders have such a big impact on the customer experience that your organization is able to deliver as a whole. You're going to get quite quickly into the, the realms of manager assist i think whereby you are as a team leader perhaps preparing for a coaching session and rather than having to read through the past five or six sessions to get a sense of what you spoke about last and what are the trends you're seeing maybe an assistant a co-pilot so to speak could do that for you through to when it comes to training material and i think you see this in a lot of learning management systems now uh, starting to look at this around content creation so whether that be uh, organizational-wide content creation, so for your formal training processes, but also this notion of um, recommended content that's generated in the moment, and it might be micro-content that's generated just for that particular agent based on five or six interactions without the learning and development team having to create any content themselves. I think some of those areas are really interesting and I think certainly in the next few years are going to have a bigger impact than those organizations that are trying to get rid of agents through AI. Hmm. Yeah, there's lots of interesting points there. And I, as you say, we do see a lot of, and there's, we're hearing a lot at the moment of the agent use cases such as kind of automating uh, ethical work perhaps, uh, drafting customer responses uh, for kind of more simple uh, contact reasons. And I've also kind of seen uh, a use case where it's um, automating the note taking in front of an agent, um, which uh, which enables them to kind of uh, to bet, to listen more actively. I suppose is the best way to put it. And there's lots of great stuff on the agent side, but then you think of the supervisor side too. And I think one of the best 
um, integrations that I've seen in the contact center was actually um, the evaluation in Zendesk that you mentioned um, there. And for every ticket to have kind of that, um, to have the uh, the quality score alongside of it, and then you can kind of split that between intents. You can look at which intents are we not, are our agents not able to kind of are struggling with and question why, maybe ask some coaching, review some processes. And, you know, that's the kind of base capabilities have been there for a while. And it's great to kind of see integrations like that, enabling contact centers to kind of, to look at a more granular level and not just kind of improve coaching, but also to look at the processes uh, as well. Uh, so yeah, lots of really good stuff um, there. And I'm sure we talked about kind of the agent and supervisor uh, use cases. We could be here all day, but I do want to uh, move on <laughs> as well to the next, uh, the, the next statistic that we took um, from the report. And this shows um, major growth in virtual agents uh, automating uh, the first part of uh, a live chat interaction. Um, yeah, and that, and that uh, graph's on screen now. Um, so what impact do you think this trend of taking away simple kind of manual work, kind of that the prep work for an agent there, uh, what trend yeah. do you think that is currently having on agent, uh, agent on the agent role? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. And I think um, organizations are still in the stage of working out what that actually means for agents, depending on their um, depending on how far along that path they are in terms of deployment. Um, anecdotally, I think it will make agents more efficient for sure. Um, you, you are taking part of that interaction away from them. Um, and maybe as we talked about a couple of minutes ago, maybe those simpler interactions you can, you can automate entirely. I think where it gets interesting though, is what impact does that actually have on the, the agent themselves? Um, their role will, will evolve. Um, most likely I suspect organizations will the expectation that they are to answer more queries in the same amount of time um but from an agent's perspective you're going to go from maybe if you take 10 interactions maybe one in 10 of those or two in 10 of those interactions are going to be the really intense really difficult conversations where it's very stressful for the agent and it puts a lot of um it puts a lot of uh, emphasis on on empathy and, and really they have to really concentrate. What would typically happen is you have, let's say, one of those interactions followed by four or five simple interactions, which are just uh, BAU, business as usual interactions. You can almost do them in, this, in your sleep as an agent. You're not really thinking, and then a difficult one comes in again and you've got to concentrate. If you take away those simple ones and the agent is then having to do difficult conversation after difficult conversation after difficult conversation, you're going to quickly get into the, the world of agents having pretty serious burnout problems and, and challenges because they're going to need more breaks um, because they're not getting that BAU ticket that they'd be used to. Um, and I think it's at this stage, it's really hard to say what that is going to look like, but I do believe that agent burnout is going to, and, and agent wellbeing is going to have to start taking priority when it comes to uh, contact center leaders and what they're thinking about when they're thinking about the impact of AI, not just the productivity gains, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's interesting as well. If we think about how that changes the role of um, kind of quality assurance and almost the need for quality assurance to 
become better connected with uh, maybe WFM, for example. So you can use the quality assurance tool to spot when, how long after a time agents start to flag now once the kind of contact center mix changes and use that to use that information to kind of optimize the breaks and in uh, shift patterns too. And I think that's going to be uh, another fascinating um, use of kind of the auto QA uh, AI and the auto QA function, which I know you're very big on with the value agent. And I think you also have a kind of an integration with that in Gixo now, which is a popular WFM tool, which will allow um, contact center managers to do that more simply. But I'm sure, yeah, you know, we shouldn't go to, into too much detail. I know because you have a session on contact center AI coming up at the uh, contact center expo, and I don't want to steal all of that content. Um, so for anybody that is maybe attending that event and kind of um, wants to learn more about this topic, uh, where can they come and uh, check out um, the evaluation presentation? Yeah, uh, we're, we're doing loads at Call Center Expo, Charlie. Um, we'll have a, a big stand showing off some of the, the cool stuff we've been working on. Um, I think mar our marketing team told me it was stand CCJ40. I'm sure that will mean something to people when they <laughs> when they look at the brochure, but it's going to be pretty big, uh, so it should be quite easy to, to see. Um, and then on the, the first day before my talk, um, so day one, we've got my colleague Chris Mounts talking all things gamification um, and employee engagement. So we recently released a new product called Community that encompasses gamification and also voice of the employee. So Chris is going to be uh, talking about some of the ways in which you can gamify your contact center, then reap the rewards. That's on day one uh, in the customer experience theater from 2.30 till 3. And then my talk's on day two, um, and that is all around transforming the contact center through AI. So it's in the, the future of the contact center theater from quarter to 12 to quarter past 12. Um, and I'm going to I think there's going to be loads of talks on the subject of AI throughout the two days. Um, but hopefully with my talk, I'm really going to try and aim to focus on practical ideas and advice for, for those contact centers who don't have millions of pounds to spend on technology, but are perhaps excited about the possibilities of using AI to, to help automate agent improvement rather than replace them. So mm -hmm. if you're a contact center manager, head of QA, involved in improving the performance of your agents or uh, the IT team, then hopefully my talk will give you some ideas as to what the future of AI might look like with regards yeah. to automating agent improvement. Yeah, yeah. So lots of really good stuff there. And I will add the uh, links in the description. But I think what you mentioned there in terms of the word practical is very important because with, with contact center AI, it's so easy to kind of boil the ocean. And we've seen uh, quite a few sort of project mishaps through doing that, but securing those more those kind of low hanging uh, low hanging fruit use cases, and there's, there's quite a few in QA, uh, especially when you kind of bring conversational analytics into the mix. And I'm sure you'll talk about that during your uh, presentation um, presentation too. So um, so yeah, lots of really good stuff there. And as I say, I'll leave some of those descriptions that you said uh, there in the uh, description box below. But I think maybe that's a great place to end today's conversation. So thanks very much uh, for joining us today, man. No worries. Thanks for the invite, Charlie. Excellent. And uh, also thanks to everybody for watching. Bye for now.